listening to the Nutmeg Arena by the Nutmeg Assist. Hello and welcome to an extra episode of the TNA podcast brought to you by the Nutmeg Assist. Myself Ritwik and I'm joined by Chris, the co-host of the show. Welcome Chris. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean this was a quick idea because we have a breaking news and we'll be discussing that particular aspect alone in this episode in the short episode. Lucien Favre sacked from Borussia yeah. Dortmund. Big news and I mean I saw this coming probably at the start of the season because I I I actually put this question out to Ronan Murphy one of a guest who was a journalist and he said he probably wouldn't see, or he he did not see this coming though he that's that's how he mentioned it but eventually it has happened Chris so what's your whole no are you surprised uh, yeah, just because of the timing, mainly. Uh, he was out of contract, I think, when we discussed it with Ronan, didn't we, on a previous podcast. He was out of contract at the end of this season, so I don't think it would have been any shock if he was not kept on. Um, we discussed it on our De Classica podcast last season uh, that he probably the only reason he's still in the job now is just due to the lack of replacements. So... I thought Borussia Dortmund would see it through to the end of his contract and then sort of end it amicably and look look for an alternative replacement when there's bot- when there when there's better options available. So I'm shocked by the timing of it more more than anything. I just didn't see it coming in December. It's not really they don't as a club. I I don't really think the they have, I wouldn't say they've underperformed this season. I know they've slipped down to fifth, and yesterday's defeat was very embarrassing. But still, I just I didn't see it coming. Yeah, I mean, you you talked about yesterday's defeat, and I I actually watched the game uh, till it was four one because after that yeah. I I mean I I pretty much uh, wrapped up the towel and switched uh, my attention to Hertha Berlin versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. But I I watched until four one, and every single attack from Stuttgart was either a foul or a proper chance. Yeah. Almost, almost all, all attacks. So that's how open Dortmund were, and that's how uh, horrific the defending was to altogether. Stuttgart found it pretty easy to break through the Dortmund defense, and the goals they scored as well. You could see they 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 kind of easily penetrated in through Dortmund's defense with some nice passes, with some nice passing, and Dortmund actually had to rely on that amazing goal from Giovanni Reina to at least get yeah. one. And although they ended the first half quite well, uh, I mean, second half against Stuttgart came out as the better team. So, and that's not, it's not the first time that this has been happening this season as well, Chris. I mean, they've dropped some really big points already this season. They've had to rely on uh, Erling Broad Haaland for, for, for a lot of goals as well. Hertha Berlin game, they, they were 2-0 down and Haaland comes in and boom, scores. They lost against Augsburg of all. And huh, I mean, I mean, it's it's uh, it's something I saw coming pretty soon because I was not impressed with what was going with what's going on this season under Favre. I think they are much better than how they are playing right now, and I particularly thought that probably this is it for Favre. I think this is the maximum that he could push Dortmund to, and I think they needed a fresh manager. But like you said, the timing for me seems a bit you know concerning because. I don't know who, yeah. who they're going to search for. I mean, that that's the next question, basically. That's the next point of discussion. 
the replacements. Yes. And as of now, I heard Fabrizio Romano tweet that enters it. Who he who he who was a assistant to Slavin Bilic earlier at West Ham as well, and I think he was part, he was assistant here at Dortmund as well of Lucien Favre. He's gonna take uh, charge until the end of this season, is what Fabrizio Romano said. A few other I, people are saying that it's it's the end of this year. Yeah, I think it's the end of the year, obviously, and see how the results go. And if obviously if he was to do well in the role, they'd probably keep him on to the end of the season, which is pre- pretty standard. Isn't it really for someone who's in that position, like a caretaker manager or temporary manager? But yeah, it, it's the the replacement situation. It's always difficult to get your number one target in the middle of the season now, especially when it comes to managers and head coaches, because a head coach, or well, obviously we'll just we'll just call the managers for the for the appropriate term. They don't like taking over a role of this nature in December. Because you sort of, from a coaching perspective, how much of an effect can you, how, how much of a true effect can you have? You have to get straight into it, and you have to, and because of the size of the club, you're going to need to have an immediate effect. You could be under pressure straight away unless you hit the ground running. We'll touch on the point that you raised about about uh, Borussia Dortmund losing games. Yeah, I don't think that the loss, the loss to, to Stuttgart didn't surprise me at all. Stutt- Stuttgart have actually been really good, even though they're newly promoted. They've actually been really good this season. They've got, got a perfect away record. Uh, some of the football that they play, they're playing really progressive attacking football as well. Um, and they're actually good to watch. I didn't have the pleasure of watching the game yesterday. Um, so I don't know the actual, how it developed and how it unfolded. But the fact that Borussia Dortmund lost the game didn't come as a surprise because, as you pointed out, Rithwick, they're not. It's they tend to do this under Favre. They tend to lose against teams that they don't that they shouldn't be losing to. It's not. It's not a surprise to see them losing the odd match to Augsburg or without any being any disrespect to the clubs, a lesser a lesser team, so to speak. You touched on the replacements there. It will be it will be very interesting to see who who is their target or who is their number one target. I've seen a few names banded about a bit. Uh, the one name that I would like to see them go for that I haven't seen mentioned yet is Eric Ten Hag, the Ajax manager. Mm, yeah, that's that's uh, that's a that's a new shout, and I think I I don't think I've seen anyone mention that on Twitter. I mean. I've I've had a few discussions already in the last uh, half half an hour. Or yeah. So. And I mean, honestly, I, I've heard a lot of people say, a lot of journalists say who has ties, etc. Uh, I mean, close ties or contacts, etc. Say that they have uh, a list where they have the likes of Jesse Marsh, um, yeah. Salzburg manager, Marco Rosa, Gladbach, and possibly Ralph Hasenhutl as well. But I'm not sure if Ralph Haas and Hootel might leave Southampton. Probably, even if it's at the end of the season as well, I, I think he probably might want to take Southampton to that particular next level. And he's doing pretty well here as well. So I don't know if he would probably say yes to the role. But I think he would be. I think he would be the wrong wrong choice. If I'm being honest, if you, if you look at Borussia Dortmund's squad at the moment, they've got a very good set of young players coming through, and they've got players who have got very good technical ability. As good as he, what he has done at Southampton, hasn't Hutto, if you look at the way he coached Leipzig and the issues that 
he coached he's a very good coach he, and and he, he he played a major part in Leipzig's development as a club and the style of play that they they went through but they they were very good they were better out of possession than what they were in it and if you look at the current set of players that they've got Dortmund's I don't know if you do if they went down that route I don't know how how beneficial that would be I, I, that seems like a bit of a mismatch to me but yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's another wing name which is Jesse Marsh, who, who's like, who's like in pretty good demand at the moment because he he is a really really amazing and exciting manager. Also, Marco Rosa of Gladbach and this 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 habit of uh, appointing a manager who's who has already had a, quite a good experience in the Bundesliga and Lucien Favre. Yeah, yeah. Lucien yeah. Favre is one of those and. If it's at the end of uh, this season, if it's in the summer, and I possibly think they might, they might attempt, uh, give an attempt at Marco Rosa because I think, I, I think he would be a ideal fit. But I'm most probably, uh, I'm mostly interested in seeing if Jesse Marsh comes because that would be my biggest pick. I know it, it's again a big gamble. It's a big gamble because he's not hugely experienced or anything. But I think he's the right coach for this Dortmund team, and I think the philosophy also fits because of the players that he has in the team. And there is obviously that that six month, eight month connection with uh, Erling Haaland as well. So I, I I think it would be nice to see Jesse Marsh come in and replace Favre next summer. Yeah, again, I just I, obviously I, I don't think you can people can't not give him credit for the job he's doing at Salzburg. Obviously, everything is set up for Salzburg to do well, though, and the, and, and the style of football that they've played, they've caused issues uh, for teams when they've played them, uh, especially the Bayern Munich games this year. I know there is the actual... Uh, the score didn't necessarily reflect the match when they played them, and they played really well. I just wonder, though, as a club now, where did Dortmund go for this... Do they do they look to appoint a manager like Jesse Marsh, and then sort of give him a plan, a two to three year five plan? But then for me, that sort of are they missing out on opportunities by doing that? If it was, if I was a Borussia Dortmund fan and I was at the club now, I was working at the club, I'd want to see the club actually go for that next level manager, that manager who's got a bit more of a proven pedigree than Jesse Marsh. Uh, I don't don't get me wrong. I don't know who that manager is because there is a lack of there is a lack of options at the moment. But I just think if they went for him, they would be sort of there's still a lot a lot more of an, an unknown entity. He's still a lot more of an unknown entity despite the recent praise that he's getting, which I'm not saying is not justified. But I, I still think he's he's got a little bit more to prove before he takes that big job. I think Dortmund now if Given the timing of this sack, and they're basically saying, "What what fifth place is not good enough for us? We don't want that." So I would like to show, I like to see them go and show a little bit, little bit more ambition. Yeah, and they're they're actually five points behind Bayern Munich now, and and I mean, well, yeah, yeah, go on, sorry. Yeah, I mean, after all that's happened right now, the last question. I mean, this is probably the last question that uh, that I want to ask here in this episode, but. Do you see Dortmund probably competing for the title now? Well, again, that, that's that's what that's what makes this second so sort of that that's part of the shock for me because did you mention that are they now five points behind Bayern Munich? 
Yes. Uh, yeah, the five points behind. So, I mean, they're not out of the title race yet. And there is a title race to be had this year in Germany due to the, the types of injury. Uh, Bayern are likely and um, are rightly favourites to go on and, and lift um, lift the title. And they are likely to. But the, obviously, the injury to Kimmich, they sold Thiago. There's, there's not quite that squad depth there at Bayern Munich at the moment to sort of... Yeah, what's the right way? The, the squad depth isn't there for Bayern Munich just to go on and abolish everyone within the Bundesliga at the moment. There is an opportunity for Leipzig and Dortmund this year. And I still feel the, there is an opportunity still now. So that's why it shocked me that they've got rid of Farah. And, and that's what will be interesting now, whether they actually can go in and get a manager that can actually take advantage of that and actually push Bayern Munich. But again, because they've sacked them in December... I just don't, I think the options are not going to be available until the summer. I would love to see what, I would lo- I, I would like them to go and ask, uh, why not try and get Nagelsmann? I, I, I think that might be too 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 hard of a fetch because because of the whole project at RB Leipzig. And I, I, I do think the next move that Nagelsmann makes will be outside Germany. So I, I, I do think that there's this, there's very, very less chance of that happening. Well, I would like. To, I mean, if if you're if you're Borussia Dortmund at the moment, right, and you think that's that's what that's how they've got to assess themselves as a club. If they if they haven't got the power to go and get Nagelsmann from from Leipzig, and he wants to stay at Leipzig, well, that's what level they're on, aren't they? If if he thinks that Leipzig have got more chance of winning the Bundesliga than Dortmund have, then that's that's an issue for Borussia Dortmund for me. Right, right, because yeah. why, why? I mean, obviously, I I was quite. We, we don't want to spend too much time on that Nagelsmann at Leipzig, but given the project that Red Bull have got in place, it'll be interesting to what he what he thinks he can actually achieve whilst there, because because of the remit that they've got of buying young players, selling them on, and they always will sell them on. They they'll never look to retain them because of the way Red Bull's structured structured. Have they have ever got ambitions to actually be the number one team in Germany and whether they could or not? So I think it comes down to obviously him having ambitions to ma- manage Bayern Munich or not. If he's got personal ambitions to manage Bayern Munich, then he probably won't see Borussia Dortmund as a, an option because it might stop him managing Bayern Munich. So it might it might put that on the risk. But if you're Borussia Dortmund, you, you've got to be asking the question, surely. Marco Rosa, uh, like you said, I, from what I've read, I believe he's the number one target. I think if they're going to get him, they would have to see how this season actually goes for Borussia Mönchengladbach because they've been a little bit inconsistent within the Bundesliga. They were great in the Champions League, even though they were poor the other night against Real Madrid. It would actually be interesting to see how their season finishes before they go out and, and get him. First. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'll be keeping, uh, I'll be keeping an eye on this situation. And you know what? it's always wrong, this way. I don't know if you agree with me this, but when I always find it that exciting when a manager gets sacked, <laughs> <laughs> and you want to know, it's like you, you see names getting linked, and obviously uh, why they're getting linked for different uh, because they've got a different philosophy and the type of manager that they're, uh, what the type of manager that they're going to look. At. Going to go for. I find it quite exciting at all. Sort of, uh, yes. Let's see. Let's see who does it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's see who they I, go. 
I mean, I, I mean, although th- that that would be a little guilty. I mean, you you yeah. probably feel a little bit of self guilt, but but that's that that's actually fair because that's pretty similar <laughs> to how a lot of people wait for the transfer window just so that they could you know hear big names getting linked with their team and stuff like that. So that's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. One more one more way maybe for I know obviously we wanted to keep this one as brief as possible, but why not? As well, we we touched on Nagelsmann there, um, and obviously that would be an am, ambitious move for Dortmund. Why not ask Mauricio Pochettino? I was actually thinking of bringing that up, but uh, I, I also probably saw name. I mean, uh, some news that he he's actually trying to learn German if if he wants mm. to move to Germany. So, but I think there would there wouldn't be a shortage of offers for someone like Pochettino at the end of the season. I think there will be a pretty. Why not ask him now? Yeah, that 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 that. Yeah. Makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, it 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 is pretty tricky. It is pretty tricky. I, I just think a manager like him and Ten Hag, they've got a lot of experience managing in, in the Champions League as well. Think that mentality. I think they're just a little bit more. They're a lot further down their development as as coaches, as opposed to someone like Jesse Marsh's. Uh, at Salzburg and I think as a club they would offer that would be they would be a lot more appropriate in terms of ambition and and, and what Dortmund should want to achieve because of the size of the club they should be looking to be the number one team team in Germany they should be looking to win league titles not just qualify for the Champions League and I think managers like that would be a lot better for them now yeah wouldn't disagree with you there yes yeah Let's see, let's see what happens though. Yeah, yeah, it will be interesting. So yeah, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you to all our listeners as well for tuning into this episode. Until the next episode, bye-bye, take care.